Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And uh, my name is Matt. Hey, Matt. How are you? <laughs> my name is Matt. And with me, I have Mr. Hi, uh, Matt. I have uh, Mr. Joel Cunningham. Say hi, hi. everybody. Hi, everybody. That was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, I'm so beautiful. Excited to be here, you can tell from my voice. Oh, good. I'm very excited. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, today, uh, if, I guess if you're new to uh, the tube talk segment, it's kind of where we talk about everything that's you know that's happened in this last week of television. Now we're yes. kind of drawing towards the beginning of summer where things are winding down before yeah. they start picking up again a little bit. Yeah, into and, the fall, spring. Right. So yeah. we're talking about two finales today, um, uh, which we're going to supplement other shows right. uh, in the future. We've got some ideas. i got some plans. Yeah. I think yeah. we got uh, uh, House of Cards. Yeah. It's going to be coming back very soon, which I don't know if I'll be able to watch all the episodes because you're talking about like almost an hour long Come episode. Come on, Joel. Where's your dedication? Yeah. I, I love that. It's <laughs> one of my favorite shows, but uh, we'll see how much I can get through For sure. <laughs> in a week. But uh, yeah, Joel, why don't you go ahead and uh, share with the lovely people how to how they can connect with us? Well, for all you lovely people out there, uh, there's some great ways to get connected to the to the podcast. Uh, we have our website, which is realreviewmedia.com. You can sign up for our newsletter, and we've got a ton of really cool stuff on there that we're always posting. And then we are also cross-posting on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. Um, you can go there. And then we also have a Twitter, Instagram, which is at realreviewmedia. Um, those are all great places to get connected to us. And as always, real is spelled R-E-E-L. And then um, as well, if you have comments, questions, if you want to send us an email just saying like, hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Uh, you can definitely do that. We'd love to hear from you. And that can be found uh, or be done by sending us an email at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. So there you go, Matt. That's perfect. It's done. I've done it, yeah. Matt. Also, um, it. if you're new here, we do spoil things yes. in Tube Talk. Yeah, so good, good um, we, we kind of get into the, the deets. If you don't want to hear it, uh, watch the episodes first yes. and, then, uh, and then come back and check it out. But diving right in, mm-hmm. we, uh, we're back on our uh, Better Call Saul train. Yes. Um, so <laughs> with, and here's, okay, so just to start off on this one, um, the one thing that Vince Gilligan, Peter Gould and company have done, not only on Breaking Bad, but with Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. is they do such a great job on the characters that in episodes like this where it seems like not a lot is happening, yeah. like action and event wise, yeah. you still care about what's happening. You yeah. still, you, you care about what's happening. You, and even in these little mundane things, you're like, oh, that's interesting. You know, that's an interesting <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, so there wasn't a lot of like eventful stuff. It's definitely a, a setup thing that we're going to get for the ne- the last three episodes. Yeah. At least is kind of what I'm feeling. Um, but we kind of got, we got Mike mentoring, <laughs> kind of in a way mentoring Nacho on how to assassinate, try to assassinate his uncle. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, and then, um, and then we have Jimmy who's, who's already kind of, who's already kind of, you know, taken Chuck out in a, in a sense, but yeah. in the very last scene, kind of giving another stab in the back to him. Yeah. I think they're setting it cause it, 
I don't know. It looked like what they were trying to do there is like Chuck was kind of out. Like he was yeah. out of the game, out of the picture. And with Jimmy doing that at the very end there, it's kind of maybe bringing Chuck back in for another shot at Jimmy at some point. Like maybe Chuck was like, I've washed my hands of this. I'm fine. Live and let live. But then by doing that, maybe Chuck's going to come back into the story at some point. I don't know. You're talking about the insurance thing at the end. Yeah. Right? yeah, the yeah, yeah. Things the end. So maybe he's doing that because obviously that's, they wouldn't just throw that in at the end of the episode if it didn't do anything. It was, you know, uh, what I kind of perceive that to be is Jimmy, um, just anger. Yeah. Anger that his, he couldn't, he, he's not making any money. Yeah. He's losing so, money. Yeah. In that sense, it is and possible it was that out of not spite, gonna, he was yeah. just like, you know what I'm going to do it. He's just mad. Yeah. And he just, you know, just lashed out again at, in, in this going to hurt Chuck in some way, shape or form. But, yeah. Cause he's kind of, he's going through all this because of the Chuck putting right. him through this in situation. So, I mean, I'd I say for me, this episode, I agree with what you're saying that there is definitely a lot of times in this show where there's episodes where it's like, maybe not a lot is technically happening, but they're kind of moving the characters forward. Um, this one was a little bit harder for me in that regard, because it still felt like they were taking what should have been kind of simple, short content and stretching it out a bit for me. Yeah. A bit too much to my tastes. Um, it just, yeah, I don't know. It, it felt like there was a very little happening um, right, exactly. with some of the characters. And so um, this was a bit harder of an episode. I, I think I still liked it overall, but I, I would like to hope that maybe in the next couple episodes, because it's been, there's been so much. There's right. been so many things like, boom, this happens, boom, that happens. And there's been so much kind of things wrapping up and kind of ending. So it feels like, I don't know. I just don't know where they're taking it right now to lead it into the next big dramatic tension kind of moments. I mean, yeah. obviously something's going to happen with Nacho and Hector that's kind of kind of bring maybe Mike back more into the picture, you know, with you know, with the whole situation there. I I don't know. What are I, your thoughts? I'm I'm curious about what what they're planning on setting up with with Mike and this this lady he's speaking with in the support group that yeah. helped them with the sidewalk? Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not sure where that's leading and and how that's gonna affect the story. Um, but I do care. I think I think Mike is one of those characters for me that that you know you don't know a lot about, him, especially when you first start learning about him and Breaking Bad, and then you bring it back here and you're like, okay, I know I know a little bit about him, and then you see like he's he's this family guy, he cares deeply for his family, wants yeah. to. You're talking about Anita, the girl with the side. Yeah, right. I felt like she was almost, and that's kind of part of the problem is I felt like she was almost there just to move the plot along so that he would help. I think it's Price. He yeah. would help Price out with the drug, not the drug, the, the pill exchange. And it was like, well, does she serve a deeper purpose or is she literally just there for that? You I know? felt like they're setting up for a deeper purpose. I didn't see it connected to the the, the price drug. Well, thing she at all. told the story of her husband kind of disappearing. Right. And then that became sort of the emotional reason for why Mike was unwilling to go ahead with the idea of helping Price because there was nothing else yeah. that happened between there to have been, to have pushed him in that direction because he was dead set against it. Right. And then he hears that story and then he does it and it felt like that was really the only connecting point and there might, there very well might be another we'll reason for yeah. why. Yeah, we'll see, you know, how that plays out and obviously we're going to see how the whole situation with Hector and Nacho and all them plays out but it feels like we're kind of just getting to a point where we're trying to build up to what's going to happen then with yeah. Mike and Hector and Nacho and we're building up to something with Jimmy, but I don't really know what it is right now. 
we're building up to eventually him getting the place where he kind of jimifies himself you yeah. know, or, you know, solves himself. I guess you could you yeah. say not jimifies. He solves himself and becomes officially that character. He's still got to find a way to do something over these next like 11 and a half months or whatever. <laughs> to, yeah. So to make money before he can practice law again. Yeah. And I mean, there's, they're moving towards another season, I yeah. think. Yep. So what's big enough now to motivate that kind of, that kind of situation, you know, because yeah. at this point it's kind of like, well, he's got a year left and then he's kind of back into doing law and he's free of the baggage of his brother. So that's why I was kind of like, well, maybe by what he did with Chuck, it's going to kind of bring some additional situations yeah. where he's going to end up having to really do some really nasty, gnarly things to Chuck. But I don't know. I'm wondering if Kim is going to do something because she's kind of having like those doubts and yeah. second guessing stuff. So Kim's I, going through her own little yeah. kind of baggage there, which that, that in and of itself as well, I was just not super sold on because it just kind of came out of the out of nowhere. It yeah. didn't really seem like that was motivated by anything that she went through in the proceedings, or and she was the one that was like, "I'm going to help you. I'm going to make this right. happen." Da da da. And she never really second guessed it. So it would have just been nice if maybe throughout the course of it, maybe if Jimmy had manipulated the situation a little bit or kind of manipulated her into it. But because at this point, it just kind of feels like. Were you not there to see what yeah. Chuck did to, to yeah. Jimmy? Like, why are you so? I don't know. Yeah. I know. So I'd say on like um, we keep talking about it, but you know, for me, like on a scale of one to ten, I'd give this one kind of a little bit. I would actually break into the sevens with them. I'd probably go like yeah. seven point eight or so. Yeah, so. I, I go uh, seven point five. Seven point five. Seven point five. So, yeah. um, yeah, three episodes left. So we'll be. Uh, I'm excited to see how this kind of winds winds up. Yeah. Uh, crossing the finish line. Speaking of finish lines, Joel, <laughs> let's dear. talk about our next show. Oh my goodness. This All is, right. this is a tough one to talk about. All right, I know. So this, uh, what I'm talking about is the ep- last episode, season finale of the flash, which is titled finish line. Yes. So, um, we've had a love, hate, mostly hate relationship. Maybe not hate is maybe hates a strong word. Maybe just Dislike, dislike, yes, yeah, really dislike story elements, frustration, frustrations um, with with season three of the Flash, yeah, um, and <laughs> this finale did not disappoint in the frustration <laughs> uh, department, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, we found out that hey, Iris is saved, but they, but HR sacrificed himself, and you and I were talking about this. We all know. Every listener to this knows that you're not the biggest Iris fan. I'm not really either. I'm not anti-Iris. I just feel like her role is... I feel like in the story, she doesn't have a very big role, and I feel like she's made to be more important than right. she needs to be Yeah, a lot of the time, because I felt like... And that's the main thing, is if you're if you're on board for the whole like love uh, you know, relationship between Iris and... Iris and Wally the whole time. I'm sorry, Barry, not Wally. Yeah. We'll get to that. But um, if you're on the whole relationship between Barry and Iris the whole time, then this is a much more significant probably loss for you in the last couple episodes. And I got more on track with that over the last couple episodes. Oh, yeah. Because, we talked about that, yeah. Right, because it became more than just like, well, they've just been around each other for so long and they just love each other because they love each other. This was like, okay, well, there's a reason for why they love each other and why they're working together. Right. But- Still, I felt like she just she's an okay supporting character, but not elevated to the role that she had been put in with the story. And so 
I was happy with what they had done in the last episodes. Yeah. Because not that I was happy to see her die, but I was happy that they gave her a significance in the story that made a difference. But yeah. immediately with this episode, your whole role is like, not only have you done something now that I'm really upset about, like indirectly, yeah. but because yeah. of the situation, but like the story has done something now that really ticks me off in order to save yeah. Iris. But literally her whole like significance is completely done away with yeah. because of the loss of two characters kind of in a way 60 seconds in they so killed we're gonna H- this. Yeah. yeah the 60 seconds in they killed hr yes and, and he was like one of the best characters we've been for me. talking about this yeah. season um since about the midway point yeah and and i've said a number of times he's he's been my new cisco yeah he's been my new like go-to guy for like the light-hearted good time good jokes like yeah. kind of a thing yeah and because Cisco's kind of really been on my nerves until recently, but he, HR was, he was like my guy every, yeah. every time I was like, oh, HR, all of his scenes were, were funny. So, yeah. <laughs> so this is what's frustrating about this to me. One, based on the comic books, and we've talked about this, we know that Iris dies. We know that she goes away because of the basis of the comic books. And so they were probably playing on that a little bit with this storyline, but HR is literally in my mind, the only character, him or Wells, were the only characters that you can kill off without completely getting rid of the actor within right. <laughs> the television show because everybody else is just more or less themselves. Right. So it's like you can kill HR but still have the character, the actor that's been contracted to be a part of the show there. Right. You can't kill Iris because then she's just not there and maybe they find like an alternate dimension version of her but that would maybe they felt like that would be too manipulative or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But it's like they literally were like, well, we don't want to get rid of this actor so we need to get rid of, but we need to get rid of somebody because somebody has to die. And so let's retcon this sucker and just go like, nope, it wasn't actually Iris. It's surprise. It's HR. Yeah. Um, other problems with this episode, and I had a few, um, was the thing that, that Julian and company had been talking about for this whole season is trying to figure out a cure for Caitlin. <laughs> this was so, oh my god! And it just it like so happens. Corrupt. He's like, hey, I, I, your mom and I have made it. Yeah. And and then <laughs> it offers so it, and she like denies it, but she's like half Killer yeah. Frost and half Caitlin. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Which part of her denied it? You I know. know what I mean. And like, why would she deny? It? At least hold on to it and be right. like, in case I change my mind, it's, I'm going to hold on to this. I don't understand that. It didn't make any sense at all. And the whole show has been like. You never had seen her do an about face. The whole show, she's been constantly, I want to get rid of this. I need to get rid of this. How right. do I get, he's going to cure me. He's going to fix me. This is going to be better. But, and then why? finally, yeah, did, why? There's That's no, there's the no... whole question for this episode is why? <laughs> there's no reason yeah. for it. And then we move on to the third thing, which yeah. is additionally that th- this is less frustrating as it is just scary as to what they're potentially setting up for the next season. Mm-hmm. For me. So you can talk about it. You want me to talk about no, it? I don't you, know. Go for it. So at the end of the episode, you know, they've had this kind of whole running plot line that there has to be this person that exists within the speed force that's kind of like a speedster. And the speed force in itself is the MacGuffin of the season. Right. It's the MacGuffin of the season. And yeah. so because of reasons that because of this change of the timeline that Barry did way back when, for whatever reason, there has to be the speedster within the speed force. Why? I, the reasons, you know? <laughs> so they have to be there. So at the end of the episode, for reasons, Barry is now the person that's like sitting in this perennial and a purgatory of like just non in time. He just, he goes into the speed force and he's just saying that he's going to exist there. So 
that's the he end. He seemed too okay with and it. And he was totally fine with it. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to go exist in nothingness He's for like, this is ever. It. This is my penance, you guys, yeah. for creating Flashpoint. <laughs> yeah. and it's I told, been nice knowing I'm glad we saved you, but I'm never going to see you again, Iris. I've joked about how positive he can be, but it didn't really make sense why he was that positive about this whole you know, situation, you know, right. it's like, I'm okay with, as long as she doesn't die, I'm okay with being this guy that does like horrible things happens to. So I don't know. I, um, he didn't even say he's got an end game. He's just like, I'm just going to go there cause it has to happen. Right. Cause reasons. Yeah. The one thing I did think was interesting and I kind of thought they were going to do this really bold move in the middle of the episode was yeah. they're going to defeat Savitar with kindness and love. Yeah. I was like, this is really interesting. <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? But that, see, that's what really ticked me off about this episode too, because they decide now after everything has happened that they're going to try to reason with Savitar after he's killed HR. Yeah. Now they're going to try to extend what I have said in the entire beginning is this self-fulfilling prophecy doesn't work if they decide that even if he kills Iris, that they're not going to treat, create the replicant or treat the replicant bad, the time replicant. Yeah. So this doesn't work that way. So, but for now, now they suddenly decide that, hey, we're going to treat the time replicant remnant, remnant, sorry, yeah. remnant, not replicant, time remnant well. And yeah. we're going to be nice to him and friendly be- and completely forgetting about the fact that he literally just killed a huge chunk of their team. Right. And like they're complete. It, that's the thing that really upset me too is like most well, Tracy of Tracy said it too. Yeah. Less of this much. episode is devoted to the fact that HR died and more of it is devoted to, I'm glad that Iris didn't die. Right. And in my mind, HR was a much more significant part of the team and a part of the story and what was happening with it than Iris. And Iris was just being forced in there because she's a love interest because reasons. You right. Know? So <laughs> I, I think their reasoning is Flash is a main character. He's our main superhero. And just because he's in love with Iris, we have to, you know, kind of go with that plot thread but um the one thing i did think was cool was when barry phases into savitar's suit that was cool yeah i'm like i don't know why he didn't do that sooner i know (laughs) exactly (laughs) reasons you know oh my god and the show has never been good when it just defaults to now we're gonna make sense and have try and do logical things at times it's like you can only have so much of them doing things logically at times because then they immediately go and do things that have completely no logic to them. Right. You know? So, I, I don't know. I just, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, well, if Iris can change this, it doesn't, if Iris can literally change the way that she looks based upon like changing herself with the, like the little light thing. Yeah. Then it's like, why didn't she just change her the way that she looks 10 episodes ago and turn into like somebody that they would never expect is actually Iris. I know. You know what I mean? It's like, it's why didn't you do that sooner? You know? They're, play, they're just playing, like they're playing real loosey-goosey with this stuff this yeah. season. I don't know, I don't they, know what's going on. The, 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 all the stuff that I loved about the last episode when I basically said that like, it shows that like, all the dumb things that have happened that have led up to Iris still dying, right. it, it kind of resolved because it shows that no matter what happens, they can't change the future. She she is going to die. Right. The, it, it made sense. But then they immediately go back on that and say that, no, they can change the future now. If one person is like willing to do something they should have done a long time ago. Yeah. 
and it's just a simple it's like a simple little switch 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 root thing that's all you got to do and it changes everything so it just it like immediately undid all the good stuff that they had built up in the episode prior so this is a really i got really ticked off about this episode. yeah you can I tell was, i was frustrated in the first 60 seconds yeah with yeah. the hr i was like man he was my guy <laughs> yeah and the final like words that he had for cisco were such non-words yeah. it was like go and be strong you it was yeah. like what why do you have to hide what he's saying there like you, it wasn't like it changed really anything. yeah i, I don't know I, oh man rate this thing man I'm going to give this a pretty low one. I actually give this one a 4.5 out okay. of 10. I was going to give it a 5. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry, Flash. Yeah. I expect hey, you know better what? of you. Let's, let's step back, Flash, Team Flash. Let's step back. Let's take a breather. Let's figure this it. out. I have to walk out. I'm going to leave. Okay. Bye, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the foot stomp. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to talk about Arrow anyway. So. Yeah, we, yeah. We're going to talk about Arrow because that was a finale as well. Um, and I feel okay with this one because they set this up to be potentially pretty crazy. There's two outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, again, spoilers on this. Uh, potentially his whole team is dead. Yay! <laughs> which is, <laughs> that could be a bold move in itself, but it's basically <laughs> rebooting. It's not going to happen. I don't, I don't, I don't think so either. Uh, or um, he's going to figure it all out and get them all back and they all survived. Um, and it's back to business as usual at the end or at the beginning of this next season. Yeah. So, uh, arrow, um, gets, gets, uh, Malcolm Merlin. He gets captain boomerang. He gets, um, he gets, uh, uh Slade Wilson to come in, in his, his, <laughs> Uh, wife, his kind of faux wife, uh, daughter of Ra's al Ghul to go uh, raid the island and save all of his friends, which they essentially end up doing. There's some cool like uh, hidden betrayal things that happened in there. One of them was pretty you know, telegraphed, but I thought it was you know, done well. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, he essentially, every, everybody's fighting. Everybody's fighting. It's kind of like the end of Flash. <laughs> Everybody was fighting at the end. Uh, he ends up taking out Chase, and then you find out, oh, hey, you can't kill Chase because if he dies, there's bombs literally planted like every 50 feet on this island. Mm. And if you kill him, everybody, all of his friends are going to explode. And um, so he, uh, Chase ends up getting away kind of in the last ditch effort goes off on a boat he has oliver's son with him oliver ends up on the boat with him and ends up shooting chase in the foot with an arrow gets his son back and then chase the big bad of the whole season the prometheus guy ends up saying hey you still lose whatever you know everybody's still on the island there's no way off and shoots himself in the head and uh, the whole island blows up, and that's when it like fades to black, <laughs> and that was the end of the season. Pretty epic, actually. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, uh, and the whole that sequence, the explosion sequence, actually looked really good. Um, there, there was a couple of moments um, in the last two episodes where they have this in the flashbacks. They have this helicopter, yeah, shooting. Um, uh, they have it like like flying through the trees and shooting, but you could totally tell it was not a real helicopter. It was, no, that's like, bad. It was like, it was moving weird. It was, oh, no. it was really weird. Yeah. That, I would say air, none of the Marvel shows have been known for, I'm sorry, the DC shows have been like known for their special effects. Right. So unfortunately, um, and we, we closed the loop on the, uh, on the flashbacks too. So what we got started off in season one and all the flashbacks in the fi- five years that he was on the Island, we got all that story now mm. and that's closed. And so next uh, season will be really interesting because there's not going to be any flashbacks to the five years 
unless they do it in some creative way, but there shouldn't be any flashbacks to the five years that he was stranded on the island, which the five past five seasons have been, all the flashbacks have been that. Right. So, Which you really enjoyed, you talked about, so. Uh, this season I've enjoyed, yes. Okay. Uh, the last couple, not not so much. And the first first couple of seasons were good as far as flashbacks were concerned because you learn about why he is a green arrow and that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but as a whole, I liked it. I liked the cliffhanger. I liked to see how it could either, I don't know, we'll see yeah. if it goes really dark. So let's do let's do this if we can because we didn't talk about as far as like where things leave are left with the upcoming season for Flash either. That's true, that's true. So why don't we talk about where you feel like they've left things and are moving on if you want and if you're excited for the next season and then we can do Flash too because I, I, I do, I do want to mention yeah. that real quick. I Okay, so yeah. to start off, I am really, let me just, let me just wrap up the arrow real quick and we'll go yeah, back yeah, to Flash. Go so, um, Arrow, I am excited to see where it goes because I feel like we're going to get this really linear storytelling um, in this next season. I think the team is absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, Felicity and Oliver are like, they made up and they're like good now, which yeah. has been a huge point of contention because I've not liked Felicity the last couple seasons. Yeah. Um, and that's good because she's seen the error of her ways. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, so I, I like where this is headed. I think it's going to be good. I think it's just going to be, hey, you know, everybody made it out. Slade Wilson saved the day. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be, he might have gotten killed sacrificing himself. I don't see him being a part of the team at all. Right. Um, but we'll see where that goes. And then going back to Flash, mm -hmm. well, let me rate that real quick. I'd say I'd give it a 7.5. Um, cool. And then going back to Flash, I think in the first... I say in the first episode, we're going to get uh, Wally trying to defend the city. Yeah. And he's just not good or something. Like yeah, he's I'm not wondering. Doing well. <laughs> I'm wondering if they'll do like a time jump thing. I mean, obviously the timelines need to match up between all the shows. Yeah. So they can't do too much of a time jump, but maybe like a month or something like that right. goes by. So I think Harrison's going to be hanging around for a little bit. Maybe even Jesse. Yeah. And they're going to have Jesse, like uh, his daughter, over helping Wally. Back, yeah. um, and then. And then something's going to happen with, um, okay, I just thought of this and this bugs me too. Why didn't Jay Garrick offer himself up to be in the Speed Force? He was in the Speed Force and yeah. Cisco like helped break him out. He just, his time was done in the I Speed Force. That's so dumb. Anyways. Okay. So I <laughs> yeah. think, I don't, I don't know. Barry's going to get out. Yeah. In the first episode. You think so? I think in the first episode. I hope so. So that's yeah. my big, that's my big fear actually, because- Barry is the reason that I connected into the show right. and watched the show. And we've talked about this. He is the speedster that we want to know about and see yep. and to kind of carry on the speedster. He's the Flash. You yep. know what I mean? And so my fear is that they're going to spend like the first couple episodes of the season, like spinning wheels of showing like one of the characters trying to, you know, fill his shoes yeah. and having to learn how to be like the best, you know, Flash replacement that's possible. And then like four episodes or five episodes in, then they're finally going to get to the point where they're like, okay, well, let's bring them back. Yeah. We need to bring them back or something like that. Yeah, so I hope that's not the case. That's really my concern. Yeah, and they I need they need to change your format. 23 episodes is just brutal. It really is, yeah. It's just so brutal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to add on The Flash? No, I'm, I'd am i say I'm, I'm, it's on a very precarious precipice right now yeah. between whether I'm going to want to engage with the next season or if I'm going to want to wait and see like the first five episodes until they bring, finally bring Barry back yeah. because the truth of the matter is no matter what like when they bring Barry back he's going to take over the story he's the main character they need you know what I mean yeah. so anything that happens until they bring him back is pretty much just going to be buffer in my mind yeah you know Yep, they need to upgrade his power. He he needs to do the like what he's been doing, like do something cool, and then he like yeah. he like unlocks a new level of awesomeness. Like, right. My feeling is they probably will bring him back, like you said, yeah. because of actually just the basics of the contract stuff. Right. 
they probably got him contracted for all the episodes, so they probably will bring him back, but yeah. I don't know. I really don't. So, um, that that's it for the flash. The this next segment we want to get into has kind of been a special thing. Yes. That we've been doing uh, because uh, all of the major networks have been releasing their fall uh, in in spring schedules for yep. the upcoming new television shows. Fall spring 2017 right. 2018. Been, right. They've been uh, you know talking about all the renewals and cancellations, but what we wanted to talk about some of the newer things that they're bringing to the table. Yep. And uh, last week we talked about ABC and like the 300 new shows that they're adding to their slate. Um, <laughs> have a ton of them. Right. A couple uh, decent looking ones, a few of the comedies in particular. Right. Like. So not as many on this one, but we're going to be talking about CBS's slate. Yeah. Um, and the the first one to kick that off is SWAT. Yes. Now, the first thing I think of SWAT is the uh, that movie with Jeremy Renner. Right. That came out and uh, Samuel L. Jackson mm-hmm. and uh, Colin Farrell, right? Yep. That's um, correct. And this is actually, so this isn't, it's, it's based upon the TV show that came out, I believe on ABC in the 1970s, I want to say right back in the day. Right. So it's, but it's got like the kind of a reboot. It's got like the same logo and the same font and lettering as the movie did. Yeah. Which so is interesting. I haven't read too much of if it's based more on the film than, so I know that there was the movie and this is kind of like a reboot of the show. It looks like a prequel to the movie stuff. So. It could be a prequel or yeah. something. I haven't had a chance to look into it too much. But so the the synopsis for this one is uh, follows a locally born and bred SWAT lieutenant who's torn between loyalty to the streets and duty to his fellow officers when he is tasked to run a highly trained unit that's the last stop for solving crimes in Los Angeles. Uh, it stars a bunch of folks, but yeah. you've got Andrew Adams, uh, Kina Ferguson, Louis Ferreira, uh, Louis Ferrigno, uh, Kenny Johnson, David Lim. So uh, I'm not going to go through everybody here, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I think at this point, I don't know if it's been officially picked up or if it's just kind of in the pilot. I only see a uh, reference to one episode being on there. So they might be waiting to see kind of how this one plays out. Right. I don't know. Um, what did you think of the trailer, Matt? Anything? Looks okay. Yeah. There's a couple cool shots. Um, I, again, and I, I preface this every time with the uh, TV show previews. I don't. I don't really TV show trailers don't get me excited for a show. Yeah. Um, pilots in the first three episodes get me excited for a show if I'm yeah. really gonna dig it or not. Yeah. So this doesn't do a whole lot for me, but it does. Um, but it does look good. Production value looks good. Uh, I'm a, I am interested in the story. It looks like they're going for some very timely, like relevant, uh, like yeah. social commentary stuff as well. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of, yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah, I've never been a big fan of these kinds of ones, but I think if there was one, I was probably going to try and check out, it might be this one because it's comparing it to a very modern, relevant kind of issue. Right. Um, but it's also not. I don't know. It's 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 not trying to heighten anything. It's not trying to like overly dramatize yeah. it. It's yep. I, from what I can tell, it looks like it's trying to approach it in a very real way. Right. Um, and then I think the acting looks decent on it. The, yeah. I have yet to see much too much about the the actual like special effects action type set pieces and see if they've really done anything significant with those. I don't expect too much with it because it's a you know it's a yeah. broadcast television show. Um, they probably won't go too far with it, but acting looks decent and it's got some, looks like, you know, romantic type tension moments between like the main guy and one of the main girls is kind of like his boss and, you know, so there's, so I don't know, it's got a little bit of an interest for me. Yeah. Um, and that one, yeah. So the interest is, is there a little bit for me, um, and kind of segueing into the next one too, that one, um, 
uh, SWAT. Mm-hmm. And this one coming up actually has a little bit of this Flashpoint flavor yeah. to me. Did you ever watch Flashpoint? No. Okay, so my, my wife and I did, and Flashpoint was actually pretty good for what it was. Mm-hmm. But um, this next one is called SEAL Team. Mm-hmm. Um, it has similar vibe, but this one is really, it follows the professional and personal lives of the most elite unit of the Navy SEALs as they train, plan, and execute the most dangerous high stakes missions our country can ask of them. So this reminds me of Flashpoint as well, but it's like you get the mixture of this team, tight knit team, um, with some newbies along the way. Yeah. Um, and then how this job that they have affects their personal lives and their families and how they, you know, cope with that, cope with each other. Um, and that sort of a thing. It has David Boreanaz in it and I really like him. Um, my wife and I just got done watching like 11 seasons of Bones. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, I haven't wow. watched any of Bones. Is that show done? Is it over? Yeah, it I is thought over. It, was. it okay. ended on its 12th season. They just okay. don't have it on Netflix yet. I gotcha. But, um, the I figured if he was taking another show on, it would yeah, have to he's be good, he's good. And just from this, he looks like he's a little bit more subdued of his character, but he's still pretty much the same, yeah. So, what I'm kind of gathering is that you know, you get a lot of his own personality in yeah. Bones, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. very much himself. Uh, but it looks okay again, it's it's just uh, gonna be a procedural of kind of a drama with some with some action to me. The big one, <laughs> it's hard to say that. So, this is uh, you know, very much about sort of seal action espionage like going into under you know undercover places and killing people and fighting to save things and blow things up it's really to me going to come down a lot to the action that's actually portrayed in it because you're talking about who it's supposed to be the peak of the peak the top of the top of the seals so i'm really interested to see how well they can portray the 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 action there because if you're going to say that then i'm going to want to see like the best of the best yeah in action. If you're just going to say that to just get it manipulated to tell, it's like you could tell a dramatic story without going with the peak of the peak, the best, the best kind of people. So, I mean, I would maybe check out like the first episode and see how they really handle the action. I, I've heard this over and over again. Now, a lot of people are saying you need to give like three episodes. Yeah. Like you need to try the first three episodes, but, um, I don't know. This isn't one that I would say just jumps out to me initially. There's nothing really special about it, but I don't know. Maybe give a shot. Yeah, well, we'll see. I, I'm kind of feeling the same way on this. Um, oh, and they have a dog. They do have a dog, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a dog in it. So I mean, want to see um, some dog fighting. So you can do that. This uh, this next one I want to talk about because it kind of reminded me of something else that CBS had going on. Um, it's called the wisdom of the crowd. So yeah. inspired by the notion that a million minds are better than one, a visionary tech innovator uh, played by Jeremy Piven. Uh, creates a cutting-edge crowdsourcing app to solve his daughter's murder, revolutionizing crime-solving in the process, uh, based on the Israeli format of the same name. So apparently it's based off of another property, very much of the same yeah. <laughs> same, yeah. same deal. So this, when it, when it started off, I was like, this is, in- this is interesting, this is kind of a personal story, but it, it kind of turned into what seemed very much the same what person of interest was. Um, it, okay. cause there's technology yeah. that allows you to help prevent or stop crime. Right. And figure it all out. Yeah. It does like the detective work for you. This is kind of the same thing. Now I think where this is going to either be, uh, Excel or potentially be hindered is how much of this, um, app 
just is like Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> how ridiculous they yeah. get with the realism or unrealism of the app. Right, if that, there's like, some like how real, would somebody have done that? If or there's some that? real ingenuity in it, yeah. that actually might be really cool. Yeah, um, I did like there was a scene where. Like, first of all, Jeremy Piven's like, this is just for my daughter. Yeah. And then what, you know, this division's like, oh, we can solve all these other crimes. They start solving all these other crimes. Yeah. And so there's this one scene where they tap into this girl's phone and like, hey, can you get closer to this conversation? Yeah. And they're like, they get it. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. You yeah. Know? Uh, so I will say this. I'm a, I'm a, so there's like kind of three people in this that I recognize. Jeremy Piven, uh, Richard T. Jones, and Monica Potter. Right. I'm a big fan of Jeremy Piven. I actually really liked him in a lot of the stuff that I've seen him in. He always plays... The character that I like him the most is kind of like his entourage character. He was also in Gross Point Blank, which yep. we talked about as one of my one of my favorite movies. Serendipity. Yeah, he's in Serendipity. But <laughs> he always plays this character that's kind of like on edge, but yeah. also in a very humorous, over-the-top, ridiculous way. He's like, oh my God, right? And he's like... Always yeah. on crack, kind yeah. of, basically. And I like him as that character. I think he's hilarious and interesting, and he like always grabs my attention. It's weird because in the trailer, at least from my perspective, he was playing a very calm, docile right. kind of thinker. Like he's, he's the head of this, you know, huge organ, this huge tech company yeah. that steps down at the very beginning to create this software that's going to hopefully, you know, prevent people yeah. from dying and crimes and everything i was hoping that he would go more towards that side of himself of that crazy ridiculous kind of humor because it feels like what this needs is a bit of that jeremy pivotness it kind of needs a bit of like because as much as i think this is cool what they're trying something a little bit a little bit different with yeah. the idea the concept um than the other two we've talked about it's still a bit ridiculous yeah and i think it could just be a bit fun to have him play kind of a ridiculous character in yeah. it but he's not right now at least according to what i'm seeing with the trailer yeah. So that would be, that would interest me more. Um, I might still check it out just because it's Jeremy Piven. Yeah, I, I, like I mean, him. yeah, I like him too. Um, I don't know if that comedy would work necessarily. I, we'll see. He might even go that route. We just I, don't know. I think you could, it, like, if it's treated the right way, like not overwhelmingly so, but it kind of it kind of flavors a yeah. little bit of his interactions, you know. Um, so yeah, yeah. So <laughs> moving on to the next one is uh, Young Sheldon. Yes. Which, what's that one about? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so this is uh, the prequel for Sheldon Cooper, yeah. uh, who's a nine-year-old genius uh, who can figure out almost anything but his football-loving, church-going, small-town Texan it's a, family. It's a spinoff. You it's know? a spinoff prequel yeah. to The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And I will say this. This does not look interesting to me in the one bit. <laughs> um, but because I, I do like my Big Bang Theory on occasion, um, yeah. but... <sighs> The only thing I think this has going for is the young kid, I feel like, has nailed the vocalization of Sheldon Cooper down to yeah. a T. Yeah. He sounds like him. I think he's got it pretty good. Yeah. The, the thing that will immediately, that I'm not liking about this, and even based on the trailer, is when we've talked about this, kids that are too smart for their own good, I can get a kid that's intelligent, you know, that's like a genius level kid, but yeah. still, even that being the case, emotionally there's going to be a certain level to which they have not matured yet, no right. matter what child it is. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like they've achieved that with this at this point. It feels like he's still very much like just Sheldon, but in a young body that right. just hasn't learned certain educational type bits of information. Like he in the, the joke, you know, one of the jokes yeah. is like, mother, when am I going to get my testicles? Like yeah. that, that's the humor. Yeah. And I don't like that yeah. because I, I don't like to think that this is like a genius person that's just in a small body. Yeah, it's, you know, if it, he was like immature, maybe or something like that, I think it would be funnier. Maybe a little bit, you know. 
So yeah. that's that, it's immediately I'm not attracted to this at all. Me neither. I'm not a huge Big Bang Theory fan to begin with, but I like you said, there's a time for it and a place for it. I've actually found like the best time for me, the best time for Big Bang Theory is actually when I'm traveling and I'm on like a plane. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those perfect ones that you can just like completely zone your mind yeah. out to and you don't have to give like deep thought to. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. It's just he, it seems like he's just a miniaturized Sheldon and yeah. not a younger Sheldon. Yeah, that just doesn't have all of the technical knowledge right. that an older Sheldon would have, which frustrates me. You right. Know? Well, they might explain it better in the show, but it just doesn't look like it's anything interesting to me. Um, yeah. I am more interested in that than the other comedy oh my gosh, that we're going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Go, you want to break this one down? Yeah. So this is a, a show called N9JKL. I don't even know where the title comes from. Maybe they'll explain that um, in the in the show. I think it, it's actually, okay, never mind. They actually explain a little bit here. So a time in uh, Mark Forstein's adult life when he lived in apartment 9K in the building he grew up in, sandwiched between his parents' apartment 9J and his brother and sister-in-law and their baby's apartment 9L and his attempts to set boundaries with his intrusive but well-meaning family. So yeah. it's uh, basically all their apartment numbers kind of mixed together in the title. But this looks like the most like flat, just obvious comedy like line joke like joke line joke line, like it's set up for like the dumbest comedy and that it's I've sitcom ever seen. and it's not funny because every no. time there's a joke you hear this uh, like just riot of like laughter from an audience yeah so it's got and the I'm laugh like, track it's not that funny yeah. i didn't laugh at all i didn't either it's got the multi-cam <laughs> thing going on i I think it is tough with this kind of a show. Maybe you need to give it like an episode or two, but I'm actually really surprised that this one made it past the pilot season. Like I'm surprised that maybe they just didn't have a good list of like comedies coming out, but there isn't really any names for the most part that I, that I'm really like super excited that are attached to this one. I mean, what do you say? It just looks bad. I mean, it it does look bad. It just looks bad. (laughs) So it looks bad. That's all we need to say about that. You can judge for yourself, obviously, but that's our, that's our take. If you like (laughs) a show about a person that is too close to his family and they're acting really inappropriately because of how close they are to each other, that's, that's the yeah. appeal. There, yeah. there you go. So just, just let's just watch a better show. It's called Everybody Loves Raymond. There you go. Um, it's, it's like that, but even worse. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that takes us to really the last one we want to talk about, and that's me, myself, and I. Yes. And uh, so this is, uh, well, they say it's a comedy examining one man's life over a 50 year span. The show will focus on three distinct periods in his life as a 14 year old in 1991, a 40 year old in present day and a 65 year old in 2042, Um, which that premises itself is pretty cool. It reminds me a little bit of uh, parenthood, almost a parent. It reminds me of this is us. Yeah. This is us uh, kind of it's when they're kids and actually different time frames when they're kids too. Yeah. So it's not just one like year when they're kids, but also when they're adults. So this reminds me of that a little bit, but expands on it by doing the future. Right. Um, I like the idea. It's very yeah. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> right. Exactly. I like that. They're kind of jumping around to different timelines right. because it could actually be funny to see like, here's something happens when he's a kid and then how that echoes into like, you know, maybe when he's a kid, right. he trips and falls over something and hurts himself really bad. And then they jump forward into the future and they show him like, instead of tripping, like he walks around something. So he doesn't, or maybe he trips over it again. And right, right, right. you know what I mean? Like that could be a little bit obvious after a while, but there yeah. could be some fun play off of that type of stuff. Yeah. You could do some cool stuff with that. Yeah, um, I, I situational like the, irony. I like the talent involved. The, again, the trailer didn't blow me away or anything. Yeah. Um, I, and I didn't even laugh that much. So I'm, 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 Again, I I will probably give it a go. Yeah. I think with this first one in particular, they're really going to 
try and introduce the concept. They have yeah. to introduce the characters and the concept. And so it doesn't give room for a ton of really hilarious comedy, in my opinion. Yeah. This is one that I would give a couple episodes to because it feels like they're really trying something at least a little bit different. Yeah. You know, and so it, 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 it's got enough interest for me there to kind of give it a shot. Yeah. 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 We'll have to check that guy out. But um, yeah, that's that's really it for our, our roundup of the CBS shows that are coming out this fall. There you go. Uh, and spring. Uh, let, let us know if you got a chance to check out the trailers. They're all online. Uh, YouTube, go ahead and check that out. Um, but that's that's it. That's it for our show as far as Tube go. Talk is concerned and what we have going on forever? there. Forever? For, forever. Forever, ever? Forever. Forever. Guess what? We won't be talking about Flash next week. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> I'm um, okay. I'm all right with taking some time off Flash. I yes, need to distance yeah, we, myself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we, need, we need to go on a break we like uh, Ross, yeah. Ross and Rachel did. There you go. Um, we were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's all we got for that. Uh, again, if you want to reach out to us, let us know what you thought about any of these things, any of these shows. Did you like Did you like the Flash finale? Um, email us at realreviewmedia at gmail.com. What I would love is somebody out there watch the first episode of 9JKL and give us a review so yes. that way we don't have to watch Do it. it. There you go. Sorry. Do it. Uh, send us an audio recording of that. That'd be great. We'll play it live on live on podcast recording. <laughs> and then we're uh, we're going to keep you updated too. So um, you know, reach out to us. Uh, reach out to us on our email, but also keep up to date what's going on on our website, realreviewmedia.com at facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. And then Twitter. Twitter and Instagram at Real Review Media. And uh, check it out there. Anything else you want to add, Joel? Nope, I'm good. All right. Well, it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>